Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, this is Alex. You're tuned into the Market Adventures podcast. It is Monday, February 8th. And just seven days from now, you may feel a shift in the earth, a force you haven't felt since about this time last year. That's right. It's the glorious birthday day. I'm actually not much of a birthday person, but this year I'm particularly excited because I'll be at the three-year mark in my goal to make a million before 30. With that in mind, I've got a great episode for you today on wealth management. Having a goal of being wealthy isn't just about earning more money. Wealth is a product of money management. And Passive is on a mission to help the average investor seamlessly manage their wealth while saving valuable time and money. I got to talk to Brendan, co-founder of Passive.com, and I hope you enjoy this excerpt from that interview. Stay tuned. Probably the best part about the Instagram page is when I go live. If you haven't been part of a live session yet, you have to, have to like the page and jump in. You get to ask me questions right off the bat, and I'm talking about the most current events. Now, this podcast is giving you great information. It's getting you ready to trade. It's, it's giving you the ins and outs of becoming a trader and investor. The Instagram live page is where you can connect with me directly, but also you're getting my take on the market in a live fashion. Make sure you go and like the Instagram page and I'll see you on our next IG live session. All right, go. Just give your, uh, introduce yourself to, to anybody who's listening. Uh, for sure, for sure. So yeah, my name is Brandon Lee Young. I am the CEO and co-founder of Passive. Uh, Passive is essentially a portfolio management tool, and I'm sure we'll get into it. But uh, about me, you can tell I have a bit of an accent. I'm originally from a small Caribbean island called Trinidad and Tobago. I moved to Canada about, what, 10 years ago with a couple of friends of mine to complete our undergraduate degree. And uh, basically, after graduating, I saw so much opportunity in Canada. I was like, you know what? I got to stay here. And so I called my mom, told my girlfriend at the time, I was like, hey, um, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, but I I think I'm going to stay here for a bit. And my mom was like, why are you staying in the cold? Like, what's up with that? And I'm like, 
you know what, I, I, I see a lot of opportunity here. I want to be an entrepreneur. I know sort of what I could accomplish in the Caribbean and it's like limited in terms of what I want to do. So I was just like, I'm going to give this thing a shot. So I stayed in Canada. Um, that was a really tough decision though. I mean, you know, you're leaving your friends, your family, your girlfriend and all that to like follow a dream, but I did it. I took the first job I could get because if you're an immigrant, you don't really have much choice. You just got to like take the first job you can get and roll with it. Yeah. All the dirty work really. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I was lucky. I got a job that was willing to sponsor me so that I could stay in Canada and um, it wasn't the best paying job, but it was helping me achieve my objective. And so I was like, okay, I'll do this thing. Maybe I'll make a bit of cash on the side doing a side hustle. So back in the Caribbean, I was a bit of a DJ. So I just sort of like kept doing that, throwing events, uh, promoting parties to make some extra coin. You know, I live in a university town, so it, it made sense. And um, I did that for a couple of years and that allowed me to save up a bit more cash. And so I was like, you know what, I could I could take this cash I have and invest it in a small business or maybe I could invest in myself. So I took that money, did an MBA. After I did the MBA, I got a really nice cushy job in tech right out of school. And so I kind of gave up my side hustle because I was like, I don't want to be a 40 year old DJ or something. You know, it's just not scalable. So I. I gave it up and focused on my career. And I did that grind for like three years. And um, you know what? After a while, it started to feel really soul sucking. And it's not that like it was a bad gig or anything like that. It's just like I sort of remembered why I left my fa- friends and family back home. And I was like, you know what? I didn't do this to just get a nice job. I did this to like really do something, make a difference. And so I was like, screw it. I'm, <laughs> I got to, I got to get out of this. I got to find a way somehow. And so, you know, I, I kind of like, I, I really believed in the, the, the whole concept of financial independence. And so I said, you know what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to save as much money as I can, invest it in the stock market, see if I can live off of, live off of my interests once I get like a big nest egg. And then like, that'll like free up my time so I could like figure out what, what's the next move. Right. And um, so I started doing that in a, a couple, a couple of years after, well, like one or two years after just like starting that sort of process. Uh, I met uh, Brendan Wood, who's passive, who's my co-founder and passive here. We met at a co-worker's party and um, my co-worker, he, he walked up to me. He's like, Hey, Brendan, you got to meet this Brendan. But do you, but do you guys are named Brendan, so you're gonna obviously get along. <laughs> and, and you know what? Funny enough, we, we we both did get along. We had similar views in terms of like entrepreneurship. You know what what we felt that it takes to like build a startup company. And you know, you tell me about this Python script that he developed to help him manage his money. And I was like, man, this sounds really interesting because, like, like I said, I was like trying to invest on my own for a couple of years before I met him. And I, I kind of ran into a lot of problems that he was solving with this script. And basically what he, what he did is he built this script to help him manage his accounts, his wife's accounts and his kids accounts. And so like, like if you're, if you're, if you're thinking about it, right, like, like all those accounts and placing trades, it's a lot of work. It becomes tedious. You got to use a spreadsheet, spreadsheet, not spreadsheet. <laughs> and, and you got to like, you got to like automate it. Right. And so, that was like his idea and he was like maybe i should like 
see if there's a business. I was like, dude, let's do it. Let's let's see if we can take this uh, to the moon, right? And so, I mean, we had a couple of meetings. We made sure we were on board, you know, and um, basically launched Passive on Reddit, on the Personal Finance Canada subreddit. And, you know, surely enough, there were tons of people out there that had the same problem that we had. And, man, everything sort of, like, snowballed from there. And here we are today, like... Three years later, we got like a, a team of 10. We're managing like almost like we probably hit a billion dollars in assets managed with our software. I mean, like you're talking about like some guys in New Brunswick, Canada, just like grinding. Right. And um, we we bootstrap. We bootstrap this thing. Uh, Reddit is is getting a lot of a lot of <laughs> Reddit to the moon, baby. <laughs> Reddit's Reddit's really popping off popping off this the last couple of years, huh? So you guys launched on you guys launched on Reddit, the, yeah. the, and if you're gonna look for people trying to figure out what to do with their money, I mean that's a place that's a place to go, right? What do I do with my money once I have it? Because when I keep it, it doesn't stay with me very long, right? Well, so, so yeah, so that's the thing, right? So like, like I'm surprised at how financially woke Canadians are. So like they understand the concept of, of mutual fees, like eating away at your nest egg. They, they, they know about ETFs and we, we have a broker here in Quest in Canada called Quest Trade. And so they have like free ETF trades. And so the problem really was not like, what do I do? But more so, how do I do it? Because damn, this shit is tedious, right? Like, like, like you think about it, right? Like it's, it's, it's Friday. You're gonna, you gotta, you gotta make some trades in your brokerage account. Cause you have some cash coming in. Cause you're, you're constantly paying yourself first. Right. So what do you do? You got to break open your spreadsheet. You got to like enter that cash into your spreadsheet. Spreadsheet's going to spit out some calculations and you got to take those calculations, pop back into your brokerage account and key in all those trades. And man, like it, like it, it like I, I it's kind of like you shouldn't be penalized by doing things that's right for you and so even if you take the decision to become a do it yourself investor and follow a passive investing strategy it it still was tedious for us because of what i just explained so brendan solved that problem for himself and he was right on like tons of people out there were just like him they just just they had this problem they didn't know that needed to be solved and they thought spreadsheets was the way and then when they started using passive it was like holy yeah. crap no more manual data entry logging into my broker like done so so they essentially they wanted passive investing but they were they were doing it actively right because spreadsheets spreadsheets are work so they were working at trying to be passive where you and brendan made passive actually passive yeah, yeah, essentially, right? I mean, like, so, like, a couple caveats. We get a lot of people, they're like, you know, like, why will you tell me what to invest in? Because that, that's also something people come across. And so because we, we sort of focused on a community that was financially woke and knowledgeable, th- their problem was just, like, I know what I got to do. I just got to do this stuff. And, yeah, it's it's too active for a passive strategy. Like, let's just let's just automate it and... And and it, it kind of sucks, right? Because like, like 
like like folks who want to get into passive investing, they could use a robo advisor, and that robo advisor would automatically invest their money, and you know that's sort of like how it's positioned. And you know what? For the folks that use robo advisors, I say power to you because you know what? It's still money you're saving. But but do it yourself, investors. They don't have that sort of tooling. And so we were like, well, let's empower people to be better self-directed investors by just making it easier for them to follow a passive investing strategy. And I'll be I'll be honest, and I I made a, an episode about this specifically, kind of along the same lines as you, right? That passive investing, or not so passive investing, but using robo advisors is kind of that first step, right? Because you know you have to do something but you don't quite know how to do it. So what's the easiest way I can do it until I learn, right? And robo-investing is perfect to start, right? You got $10 that you you know you really shouldn't be buying a number two from McDonald's, maybe just put it into this app. And what yeah. I like about passive is it's it's that next level where, okay, I know, what, I know that I have to save, but I'm kind of beyond that robo-investing level. I kind of want to put my hands on something that I like. I want to be able to choose now. Um, and being able to put your money into something like passive where now you get to choose, but also it's still, you can still be hands off at the same time, right? All the calculations are being done around the items that you like. Um, I think my favorite, my favorite part of passive is getting that email that I'm getting dividends. That's my, that's my favorite part. Whenever I see that little thing, it's like a cha-ching, hits my mailbox. It can say 50 cents, it can say $50, but I love getting those notifications. Um. And I like that it keeps you, it's always got information, right? It keeps you engaged, but also keeps you informed. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's 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 sort of the goal. It's like staying engaged, staying informed, knowing when your portfolio drifts. But it's also empowering from, like, it, it, it's basically empowering you to be your family's wealth manager. So, like, I'll take myself. Like, I'm managing, I got two accounts that I, that I have for myself. My wife has an account. And that's three accounts between the two of us, right? And Brendan Wood, my co-founder, that dude had like six accounts. So like, imagine like you're trying to invest and, and treat your family's portfolio as a whole and keep that balanced. You can't do that at a TD Ameritrade or Schwab because each of those things are individual accounts. So like, what are you going to do? You need you need to use a spreadsheet. Well, then you're going to run into that same problem we just talked about. So it's it's yes, it's keeping you engaged with, with doing the things you got to do, but like really empowering you to do things that you want to do, like manage your family's wealth, like like doing dollar cost averaging. So, yeah, it's 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 really robust. And so like funny story, I, I have a friend of mine and he was with a robo advisor here in Canada. I'm not going to call their name. And so he's like, dude, I I heard you have a. This 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 startup thing, and it could help me with my portfolio. Do you think I could could take my 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 robo advisor's portfolio, enter it into passive, and follow the weights and and just compare how I'm gonna do compare my performance against a robo advisor's performance, and and see how I do. And I was like, well, you could do that, but the reality is the only thing you're gonna get differently is is the fees because you're going to get the same performance minus the fees. And he was like, oh, great. And, and and part of me was like, that would be a great marketing campaign. But then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? There, there are certain things that 
that like basically you don't want someone like you see the market tank and then they panic and they do things that's like not in their best interest right like like selling when stuff is low and like you don't want to do that and so like that's why we we we're very conscientious and we're like let's fall, let's help people that know what they're doing and and folks who who don't know just yet but want to learn and get started we see it all the time they 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 come in with passive they got their robo advisor and i get emails all the time that says you know what after some time i moved my money over from my robo advisor over to passive and i wouldn't say do it right away but like like build build the mental sort of muscle and 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 that feeling of being in the market for for the good times and the bad times and if you if you sort of able to like have that sort of discipline and control and you get it then then passive becomes a no brainer because it's like why am i going to pay a robot a percentage of my net worth just to do rebalancing i i'm not you know but 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 it it could help you for a while too so yeah it's crazy etfs are very pos- uh, popular when it comes to you know long term wealth building passive investing where do you see the popularity of etfs what, like hitting the mainstream where do you think it where do you think it fits in the investing world cuz people are really focused on just options right now options are all the all the wave not a lot of people are talking about etfs yeah, I think it depends on like who you're talking to, right? So like in the in the personal finance community, it's big because like these people have full-time jobs, they're not trying to take risks. They believe that the market's always going to go up and if the markets keep going up, they just got to keep putting their money in. And the thing about ETFs is that they've been around for what? Like maybe almost 30 years. I think the first ETF started back in like the early 90s, right? And just just last year, you had I think over five hundred million billion. Five hundred. There's a ton of money that just came into the 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 ETFs just last year. I think it like like I, I'm just gonna. I had a note here. Yeah. So right. So last year they had over five hundred billion dollars flow into ETFs, and the year before that they had I think it was like three hundred and twenty billion dollars in ETFs. So that's like a fifty percent increase from 2019 to 2020. So, so yeah, so it tells me that even though it's been around for a while, like ETFs are here to stay. They've kicked mutual funds out of the market. Like no one's, no one's really like putting money in mutual funds anymore. And so where I'm going with this is that I think for most people, ETFs are going to be a main like core holding in someone's portfolio. And that's sort of what they're going to do to like grow their wealth. But then you're still going to do a bit of like speculative investing. I think I think the terminology is core and explore type investing. And so like I sort of see ETFs as this rock to hold down your portfolio and really give you that long term growth. But but at the same time, you're, you're going to do a bit of speculation because you're going to level up in terms of knowledge. It's just it's just it's just bound to happen. So um that's sort of where I see ETS really playing off, really just like continuing to grow, being that core holding, and maybe you'll see people building their own thematic ETFs. So, which which to me is also like very interesting. Um, so all this to say is like like basically you can build your own customized robo advisor using a handful of ETFs if you wanted, right? Or you can you can just do that that core type sock money away for your retirement and then still do a bit of 
stock picking or gambling on the side. Um, that's how I, I kind of see ETFs flowing. And I think they'll continue to flow. And so I think that'll continue for a while. Um, but what I think could kill ETFs, and this is really scary, is, is the concept of direct indexing. So like you got fractional share trading, you've, you've got free stock picking. I don't, I think it's just a matter of time before people could build their own personalized indexes and, and invest in what they want to believe in. Right. So let's, 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 let's take it from the point of view of someone that's, I mean, like, I I don't want to get into ideology and politics here, but let's just say for, for simplicity, let's say you you don't believe in in fossil fuels because you you want to like you don't want to have that in your portfolio well if you've got the s&p 500 index even though you're going to get the growth of the index you might want to exclude the stuff that you just don't believe in so i think etfs kind of got to watch out in that sense because as as much as they're popular people could <laughs> if the brokers are smart and they have the right tools and partners and open up open apis and stuff and work with passive, um, it, it, can, it can enable people to, to do a whole lot more. And so like ETFs are here to stay, but I think there's just, there's just, just more stuff coming along the way. And it's, it's going to be good for, for retail investors. Like I, I think hands down, like, yeah, it's going to be big. People like what they like. And it almost seems like with more technology, people feel more uh, empowered to stick to their principles. Yeah, and I I think even like 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 further to that, right? So like we also see in like the birth of new asset classes and alternative investments, right? So so I I you know like crypto, right? Like it depends on if you believe it's a good investment or a gamble or whatever. But like like people are going to invest in what they believe in, and there are a ton of people out there that believe in crypto. And how do you rebalance all of that? How do you how do you uh, yeah you can buy a crypto ETF and you could keep that in your portfolio. You can you can you can open an exchange uh, an account with an exchange. And so um, to let you in on a little secret here, we're going to support a cryptocurrency exchange pretty soon. So wow okay and then, yeah so so imagine imagine you got Tesla you got Bitcoin and you got your SPY and you're just balancing between it like like people. My point is is investors are leveling up they're investing in what they want and nobody should stop them yeah and i mean you and i were talking before we hit the record button um with all the the the, uh the excitement in the markets the last last week um with you know with gme amc all these other stocks that really reddit kind of put out there uh, on stage um the retail investor, right? You said it. You said it just now. The retail investor is becoming more and more powerful. Where all the tools before were kind of um, exclusive, right? They were there, but it didn't seem as accessible. And as much as people, and I've come to the defense of Robinhood so many times this week because as much as people want to sue Robinhood, you know, they're bashing it. None of this would be possible without Robinhood because people didn't feel as empowered. Until Robinhood came around, yeah, uh, you know what? I'm 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 not gonna give Robinhood all that credit <laughs> because no, I, and I'll tell no, you why. Ahead. I'll tell you why. I mean, I mean, like, like you have you have bloggers, you got podcasters, you got Mister Money Mustache, you got all these big personalized personal finance um, bloggers out there, and I mean, 
like like I I could see why you say free Robinhood really brought free stock trades. I don't think they were the first, but they were definitely the most popular. And you you couple free stock trades with a, a wealth of influencers in the personal personal finance space and like like they're educating people and they're people like you having podcasts doing youtube videos it's it's not just all robin hood yeah. i mean they, they, they certainly accelerated it with the free trades and the flashy stuff and the app and stuff but i think i think that you know it's like you're building a fire you start with like like little twigs you get a little kindling then you get the big logs i think robin hood is just like one of like the many factors that sort of help propel our knowledge and our ability to trade. And I mean, I, I think you're right in a sense to, to be grateful for that, but at the same time too, you got to think about it as like, you know what I mean? They, I mean, and they actually said it, right? Like they make money off of payment for order. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so like, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, it was a way to like create a lot of change. And I, I think you're right to say that, but at the same time, I don't think it was just. That. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, 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 I, I agree yeah. with you. There, there's a lot of yeah. the word you use there. It, it accelerated it, but now people are more mature. Right. Yeah. So now you kind of yeah. have to take that next step in. Okay. Now that I've gotten a taste, even if it's a bad taste in my mouth, right. I got a taste of investing um, I know my money is powerful. What do I do now? And now they have options. Now they have ETFs. They have uh, Thinkorswim or E-Trade or whatever platform you want to use. You have options. You have commodities. You have passive investing. You have There's a lot of ways you can use your money outside of just, well, I'm going to call. I'm going to stick with my 401k with my job, and I'll let them do everything for me. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I think I think that's like a like a a good point too. Is that like like TD Ameritrade was really smart. So I'm I'm gonna get a bit of technical here and talk about like <laughs> like a, APIs, right? I'm 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 not a software developer. I was a business guy, so I said so. Like I I just had to break it down for you. So like there are very few brokers in the U.S. that have open APIs. TD Ameritrade, Ally, Invest. Alpaca, Tradier, they 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 basically were, I think, and I hope they were smart enough to realize that hey, we're a broker. We can't be all things to all people. We have clients that that are on two ends of the, that, that range from a spectrum of passive beginner investors to full on day traders. How are you going to serve all of those clients? Like, how do you how do you build experiences for them in in ways that delight them? And 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 how do you do that in a world where trading commissions in the U.S. have like been obliterated? So it means like 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 that. That means you 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 lost a bit of your revenue there. So so you got to focus on on maintaining your systems, right? And so like I think I think these brokers with open APIs, they they. They're basically saying, you know what? We have users that are smart people that can build their own scripts. They can acquire partners like Passive to to build support for their platform and help them serve their customers. And I, I think that's pretty cool. And I think that like, I'd, and I hope, and I knock on wood here, yeah, I'd hope to see more brokers in the US like really think about that and, and have open APIs because... One, yes, self-servingly, it'll allow us to connect with them. But two, I think open APIs give them a really good opportunity to 
to better serve their customers through great partnerships and even let customers serve themselves. So a good example of that is, is Alpaca. Alpaca is an API-only broker. And so that means, like, you got to know coding to use it. But if you know how to code, you could pretty much, like, program your entire, your entire trading strategy. But not everybody's going to know how to code. And they're obviously a very – they're filling a niche in the market. But but that's how big things get started as niches. And I, I would – I would hope or I'd be willing to bet that in the next five years, we see more brokerages with open APIs because if you think about it, right, a broker is essentially like a financial operating system that allows people to manage and program their wealth and do interesting things. They have the same functionalities, same accounts, buy the same stocks, place trades, like, like it's ubiquitous across across all brokerages. So, man, the the brokerages that really get that and have open APIs, they 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 kind of stand, in my opinion, at least, to really, really kill or, or or take a lot of assets from the traditional wealth management business. Um, and, and then of course you pair that with 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 fractional stock trades and and all that stuff. You, you're talking about direct indexing on top of a broker. Yeah. That, that, that's sort of future I would like to see. And that's sort of what we're trying to build at Passive. And we're trying to really like, like partner with brokerages that do interesting things. And so, um, yeah. No, I think that's not, not so much that you want to see it. I think it's inevitable. You, you, can't, you can't stop people from wanting what they want. Right, and that's what that—that's what you talk with the open APIs. That's what you're talking about. People, people are using your people are using your brokerage because that is what they have to do to do what they need. They want to do, right? But they other have they have all also have other wants that you can't fulfill. Yeah, and 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 that's sort of what I like about like the integration partners that we have. You know, if you think about it, right? Like you could spread your assets across Alpaca, Tradier, TD Ameritrade, Interactive Brokers, and like you have sovereignty over your money. You have so, you have sovereignty of, of of where your trades are placed, right? And um, that's sort of what we're trying to do is build a community of great integration partners where our users get to maintain that sovereignty, direct their funds, and and treat things as a holistic portfolio. So let's say let's say you 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 want to have a, you have a special account over a TDA and another. Another one at IB because they have better rates for margin or whatever. Well, poof, it's there. It's all in one dashboard. You click a button, boom, it's it's rebalanced. Your your mom's four one k in TDA, boom, click a button, rebalance again. Like, like I I think I think that's sort of interesting, and that's sort of why we're really looking at building more integrations and partnerships and like 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 working with the brokerage firms that get it. And I think I think they'll all come around. Um, but there are certainly ones there in the U.S. right now that really get it, and um, yeah, it's 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 really interesting, really. Like, how can someone in their mid to late twenties benefit from passive? Yeah, so so basically, if you're trying to build wealth, you're trying, you you want to hold your 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 nine to five down or or your side hustles or whatever, go to passive.com, p-a-s-s-i-v.com, link your brokerage account. We have a, a special code. If you go to passive.com slash MAP50, you'll even get, you know, 50% off of a, a Passive Elite subscription. And so 
I had to say that because I'm paying the bill. So I, I'll say that first. But 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 what I really want to say too is like, even if you're not at this stage to open a brokerage account or whatever, start slow. Just just get into the concept of saving money, paying yourself first. Uh, of course, you want to pay off your debts because you're probably, you know, holding a bit of debt. So that's what I would say. Really, before you even dive into investing. Focus on building that knowledge, that confidence, and that muscle memory around saving money. Because once you start to save money, you're going to look at your money and be like, why aren't you working for me? What can I do to make my money work for me? And then you're going to research. You're going to find out about ETFs. You're going to find out about having a brokerage account. You're going to find out about all these things, and you're going to be financially work. So just start saving and pay off your, pay off your debts and start saving and, and and build that knowledge because at the end of the day you, you you can do it you live in a time where there's tons of information out there and it's really empowering now is the best time to be alive especially if you're trying to really like take advantage of your wealth so that's sort of where I'd start if you're in your 20s now you have a leg up on every single person right because you have the opportunity to start saving for wealth now. You need at least 2 to $3 million to actually retire comfortably. In the future that we have ahead, you have to have 2 to $3 million to retire comfortably. So if you're at a point right now where you're kind of not sure what to do with your money, if you have $10, don't just save it. Learn to invest it for the future. Put it away. Learn to entered into a brokerage, into ETFs, learn about rebalancing because that's a tool of the 1%, right? You want to learn what the 1% are doing and apply it to you now. You may not have billions of dollars to rebalance, but if you can rebalance $100, guess what? You're ahead of the game. Man, you, you said it better than no, I did. No, I guess I'm like, I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so serious. You you can't want to be a millionaire and not and not be ready for what's happening. It's clear as day what's happening. They're very all these people are pumping money in and they said it. They're not worried about what happens in the future. They're trying to save right now. Well, guess what? If you're 20, you are the future. That means they're not worried about what happens to your finances in the future. If they're not worried, you better worry because nobody cares about your money more than you do. Right? So, uh, Brendan, thank you for, for joining us and thank you for um, the soft plug. And I had to go a little harder to, to get them to understand the importance of, of what's really happening here. Um, and, and yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for sticking to the very end of the interview. I really enjoyed talking to Brendan and hearing more of his thoughts on the future of the investing world. Now, since you stuck around, I'll let you in on the three stocks I'll be watching today to see how investors are playing them. I've got UPS for the upside and Boeing and Expedia for the downside. I'm currently holding two bullish positions, one on Apple and one on Qualcomm, and we'll see how this week goes if I decide to add to the bull side or if the bears start screaming after the market. Now, don't forget to go and like the IG page and turn on post notifications i've been having a lot of fun with those live sessions and dropping some serious gems that i haven't really been putting in the episodes so make sure you go like the ig page i'll see you there